For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, We're talking to Michael Hall. We've talked about what he's done well in ministry, some of the mistakes that he's made. And then today, Michael, is an encouraging truth uh, that gives you perspective and encouragement uh, in ministry. I know for sure I've heard from other youth workers that this can be just a, a very encouraging segment um, because you, you hear some some truth from others. And um, it's just it's good uh, to hear that, to be reminded, even if it's a truth we've heard countless times. So, Michael, what's what's a truth or a few truths that, that you reflect? on uh, to give you encouragement and ministry well I um, there are a number uh, and because Lord knows I've needed a number of, of encouraging truths um, over the years as I've uh, stumbled along um, for sure um, so I'll just kind of offer in no particular order just kind of a um, uh, kind of a cloud of uh, of comments and things that have been super helpful for me in ministry um, you know the first one, it's just kind of rooted into our theology, um, whether you're listening to this and you're, you know, espoused to reform understanding the Bible or not. But the sovereignty of God is huge in ministry for anyone in ministry, um, especially in youth ministry, when mm-hmm. a lot of what we do with kids who are, you know, they're just foolish and young and immature and they do things over and over <laughs> and over that you just think sooner or later, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Nothing's working. Nothing's clicking, you know, and, exactly. and we have to literally, if we don't believe in the sovereignty of God, um, then we will get really, really uh, stressed and anxious uh, about our efforts in ministry. Um, so within that idea that, you know, that God is the one at work, uh, that he is sovereign over every heart. Um, he knows these kids, you know, and I tell kids, you know, how do I know if God's at work in my life? I was like, because you know me, <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a guy who loves Jesus and I love students. And it's not by accident that we know each other. You know, that's at least what you may be very disappointed with that as a picture of God's sovereignty. But the fact that we're, the fact that we're hanging out and talking about your prayer life means that God's at work and he wants you to know how much he loves you. Um, so all this is God's sovereignty is, is a big piece of that. Um, and all that entails with that, you know, that my ministry success doesn't depend on my knowledge, my my savvy, my uh, my my pizzazz. None of that stuff um, is what matters most. Now, again, that doesn't mean we sit on the couch and and do nothing. We have to we have to work in ministry sure. and serve and lead. But uh, God's sovereignty is huge. Um, also, remembering that that ministry isn't um, just about me and Jesus. Uh, it's about a community look and see, you know, whether your church or youth ministry is large or small, um, it's, it's never, God never intended for the church to be, you know, an individual in a room with his Bible. There is a place for private worship, um, but it is absolutely, um, the, the goal of, of life in community is huge. And that's an encouragement because it, it not only means that, that we're never alone as God's people, but, but ministry never happens in a vacuum. It always happens in the context of, of a broader community, whether, whether the kids you're working with go to church or with their family or not, your, your, your influence in the community is never just about you by yourself. Um, and as you're building a ministry team, it's like, I need my ministry team of volunteers to be a diverse group of people. 
I need extroverts and introverts. I need athletes and I need, you know, uh, chess marathon team people, whatever it may be. I love chess, but I always lose even to elementary school kids. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a little bitter there. It's not that I have anything <laughs> wrong with chess, but like, you know, so the diversity, you can play me and I'll, I'll encourage you greatly with there my you go. lack there you of go. chess um, skills. So that the diversity of God's body, um, in terms of church size, church location, even within your own church, that community piece has always been a real encouragement to me to know that it's not all on me. Um, uh, just, I remember even just going into ministry, I was hesitant to do it. I said, you know, I'm not going into ministry because if people really knew my story, uh, they wouldn't listen to a, a thing I had to say, you know, just such a, you know, I'm such a, a broken story or whatever. Um, and, you know, people remind me, hey, let me tell you about a guy named Paul who wrote half the New Testament. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. The guy, and this idea of that, so the third kind of thing is just that uh, there's lots of ways to say it, but God only always uses broken people um, to do beautiful things. There is no other than the person of Jesus in whom we all get our power, right? Um, uh, the power that we have in us is the same power used to raise Christ from the dead. And in, and in him, we have every spiritual blessing in heaven and, and our inheritance will never perish, spoil or fade. And we have so much in him, he who was perfect. Um, but none of us are, we are all going to stumble into every single ministry encounter, no matter how theologically robust we are or how fun or athletic we are, or how hilarious we are or how, whatever it is. Um, you know, we all come in with, um, with weakness and God only always ever uses weak people um, to grow people, and that's an encouragement to me that I can I can wake up knowing what a you know what a bumbling fool I am, and know that I, I can still be used by God. Um, that's a huge thing for me. It's been a great encouragement to me. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that, and that's something just to inter- interject a little bit. I mean, that's to me one of the most encouraging things about reading Scripture is to see. I mean, I'm I'm in the Gospels right now. Um, but what broken people the disciples were, and these were the t- the twelve people that Jesus chose, and one it one betrayed him, and you know you've got Peter uh, sticking his foot in his mouth left and right. But to me, that is so encouraging that those are the types of people God loves to use. Um, so yeah, just echoing what you said. That's right. That's right. And I'd say that another category of of encouragement for me in ministry has been, um, uh, and this will be maybe a tangential. Uh, uh, self-serving plug for RYM's youth leader training, but <laughs> er- yeah. early on in, in ministry, I was introduced to some guys who were not in my hometown, but they were in my general region, uh, who invited me into fellowship, um, kind of once a year and then via email and, you know, uh, phone call usually more often than in that back in the day. But like guys and gals who were in ministry alongside me though, apart, you know, this, this kind of um, camaraderie, this fraternity of youth leaders. Uh, and it was important for me to, to have a relationship with guys and girls who had kind of been in the game before me, uh, to know them, to listen to them. Um, and then not, although I didn't we- meet Walt Mueller until in person, until just till a few years ago, um, and for years, he and his ministry at CPYU were, were like such an encouragement to me in ministry that they were these guys laboring on the front lines, bringing content to me to think about as I approach students. Guys like, you know, guys like Chap Clark um, as well were huge for me and Doug Fields and Duffy Robbins and, and these guys who were thinking really well about ministry and had been for a while to help me think about ministry. Um, so having that that community of, of ministry, when I was in St. Louis, we had this incredible 
incredible group of youth leaders called Slynet. Sounds kind of shady, but St. Louis Youth Network, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it's such a bad name for like youth leaders with all the you know the, the the negative stereotypes or whatever. But you know, we met together for once a month. You know, it ended up being twice a month actually, so we could include more people. But you know, literally, we didn't get there to train each other. We just wanted to listen to each other, pray with each other. On occasion, we bring somebody in to teach us or talk to us. But I mean, it was a lifeline for me. I look forward to that group. Um, knowing that it was, it was, I could go in there and be reminded of so many important truths. And, um, and, and then literally when I went to St. Louis, I got there in, in 05, RYM started youth leader training in 08. The first time I went was in 2009, actually. Um, and it became for me for the next 10, 11 years and still going now, even though I'm on staff, it became this, this kind of annual sabbatical that no youth leader ever gets, right? You know, um, youth, last time a youth leader asked a church for a sabbatical, even if it was just one week, they don't get it. Um, but, uh, you know, to be able to get away, uh, to find refreshment, to have great conversation with, with coworkers from all over the place, but to think well about ministry and not just go in and kind of pull some tools and say, I'm going to go try this back home but to be really grounded and encouraged in what matters most in terms of uh, words, uh, you know, prayer um, and thinking well about it. So that idea of, of ministry, not only knowing that it's not just up to me, but also deliberately connecting myself to other youth leaders has always been and continues to be a huge encouragement to me, knowing that um, that when I isolate myself, that's when I'm more prone to see that, man, ministry is so hard. And why am I? Um, and I'd go fix a car and come home and life would be pretty simple. Um, and while we still need a community there, of course, but like a ministry that's been a, a, a literally almost on a weekly basis, I've been so thankful for the community of, of others in ministry, others in youth leadership, uh, and how they've benefited me along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, prior to my time, uh, or prior to coming on staff with RYM, uh, when I was at Pear Orchard uh, Presbyterian Church, uh, that, that week at YLT, I mean, that was just um, a shot in the arm for sure. I mean, it was a highlight. And uh, like you said, uh, having that community of people uh, who are doing ministry in the local church context um, is, is vital um, just to be around and interact with and pray together and uh, encourage each other. Uh, it's huge. So yeah, it's, it's definitely needed. All right. Well, thanks, Michael.